We have a distinct and strong, I would say profound, independent interest in New York State. This is the business capital of the world. Uh, we regularly uh, do cases involving false business statements. Uh, the, the, the bedrock, in fact, the basis for uh, business integrity and a well-functioning business marketplace is true and accurate record keeping. That's the charge that's brought here, falsifying New York State business records. Thank you, Brad. I'm just going to read back the line from your statement tax. The participants also took steps that mischaracterized for tax purposes the true nature of payments and programs in the scheme. You allege former President Trump was one of the participants who mischaracterized the payments for tax purposes. I'm not going to go beyond uh, the plain language statement of tax. I think speaks for itself. So the charge is falsifying business records. Uh, the charge requires, as I, as I uh, specified, uh, criminal conduct that was concealed. Uh, one of the concealed crimes we allege is New York State election law. Uh, I so we went through in our statement of facts, which I think many of you have in front of you, um, you know, goes through um, things including, um, you know, text messages, emails, contemporaneous phone records, multiple witnesses. All of that uh, will be, as you saw in the fall, uh, borne out in a public courtroom uh, in downtown Manhattan. Our last question is Jonah. from your office. Also mentions another woman, Karen McDougall, as well as a doorman. Can you comment on how those players are related to the charges you've brought or to the case overall? It's it's a I'm glad you put your your finger on that, because it's not just about one payment. Uh, it is Okay, this is Andrew Kraft here uh, as we continue to cover this very historic day uh, in the country there. You've been listening in. We wanted to replay there. Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan District Attorney, his statements following the arraignment of the former president. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be going out to lower Manhattan to get it on there inside of Mar-a-Lago as we await former President Donald Trump's remarks uh, for his reaction to his arraignment today. Let's go back to New York City, though. Fox News correspondent Alexis McAdams, she's standing by with the latest. Alexis, good to see you. Uh, we keep saying this was a very historic day. Um, give us your impressions. What were you on today? What were you following? Well, so we just saw so many people down here, right, crowding in front of that Manhattan court, Andrew, and it was just over my shoulder. It looked a lot different just a few hours ago, as I'm sure you saw some of the pictures and some of the protesters, but really there were more police than protesters here in some of the areas in lower Manhattan. This all comes as the former president went inside of that courtroom for this indictment. This was the first time, Andrew, that we heard what was in the indictment. We had heard a lot about it, but when it was unsealed, we found out that 34 felony counts of falsifying business records all pertaining to various hush money payments around the former president's 2016 election campaign. But today he pled not guilty. On Tuesday, Donald Trump, now formally the first former president to ever be charged with a crime. In front of a New York City judge, he pled not guilty to more than 30 counts of business fraud-related charges. They stem from an investigation by District Attorney Alvin Bragg into alleged hush money payments made ahead of the 2016 election. Under New York State law, it is a felony to falsify business records with intent to defraud 
and an intent to conceal another crime. That is exactly what this case is about. 34 false statements made to cover up other crimes. The Secret Service joined the former president as he made his way from Trump Tower to that Manhattan criminal courthouse. Trump was processed and fingerprinted before he was escorted to that courtroom, where he learned of the charges against him. Outside, police, media, and demonstrators gathered near that building. Trump supporters labeling the case a witch hunt. An indictment on a former president and a presidential, you know, candidate is just a sad day in our country. If convicted, Trump could still run for president in 2024, though some say prosecutors face an uphill legal battle. He's trying to dress it up into a felony by invoking federal law that he doesn't have any jurisdiction to prosecute. And that's how we land in court. No, Andrew, you know that each felony count here carries a four-year sentence, so he's facing possibly up to 136 years behind bars, the former president, if he is convicted. As for what's next, well, his team says they want to file a motion to dismiss. We might hear more about that tonight when he talks to his supporters at Mar-a-Lago, but for now, things have quieted down in New York City. Andrew. Yeah, of course, Alexis will be carrying those remarks live here on Live Now. Uh, but in the meantime, what are Trump's attorneys saying at this point? What's next for them in their case? Well, what's next for them is that they want to file possibly a motion to dismiss at this point. But they continue to say this is all about political persecution here. The president has continued to say that himself. He said again today on his social media account, on Trump or on Truth Social, rather, that he believes that D.A. Alvin Bragg should be indicted and not him. So that was one of the comments. But when he left that courtroom, the judge made sure to tell the former president and also his legal team to watch what he says on social media and watch what he says tonight when he's speaking to the public because they don't want to put too much, you know, inflammatory statements out there because they want to keep this case um, in the in the public light, but they don't want to put it in jeopardy. Andrew. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Alexis McAdams uh, there in lower Manhattan. Thanks so much. Uh, we've relied on your reporting throughout the last couple of days. Thanks. And we'll speak again. Doug Burns, uh, who, like I said, have guided us through this story uh, ever since. Uh, gentlemen, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Doug, I want to start with you. Uh, a couple days ago, you were shocked that there would be at least one felony count. There are now 34 felony counts. Um, so what was your reaction when you heard that today? Uh, it's the most overcharged case I've ever seen in 37 years, basically. Not to be overly harsh about it, but it's just absolutely ridiculous and beyond the pale. In some instances, they're taking um, an invoice from Cohen and then a payment by uh, the Trump organization. They're calling that like four and five and six counts. It's just really embarrassing. I myself remember bringing sizable, sizable cases, <clears throat> charging one, two or three counts, and that's the end of it. So what bothers me, honestly, is it's so misleading. Uh, to the public. Um, I did a segment actually out of the country and the host was like, oh my God, Mr. Burns, it's 34 separate crimes. Wow, that's really something. And again, not to be a broken record, but this is the same nucleus of facts, just legal X's and O's. Forget the politics, forget all the sideshow stories. It's one nucleus of facts. A woman who claims to have had an extramarital affair with Donald Trump, said, pay me 130000 or I'm going to disclose it. There's a name for that. It starts with an E. But put that to the side for the moment. So Trump, you know, and Cohen, 
they arranged to make some payments to her. So if you want to call that a crime, and we can talk about that in more detail, that's fine. Call it one or two crimes, not 34. That's a disgrace. And again, real quick, you have some statute of limitations problems, obviously, because it was uh, six or seven years ago. Um, and then you have this question of bumping it up to a felony. Real quick, the statute requires a an intent to defraud. That's interesting, and that's going to be hard to show, by the way, uh, an intent to defraud as opposed to an intent to simply keep something quiet that's embarrassing. And then it gets worse for the prosecutors. And a component of that intent to defraud is an intent to commit or conceal another crime. Those are high hurdles. Uh, so I'll tell you right now, um, I think they're going to have an extremely difficult time in this case. Okay, Randy, to you, though, uh, we could get in if you agree with Doug at all. Let's talk about how they're going to try this case, Trump's legal team. Um, do they have their work cut out for them? What is their strategy going to be? And how are prosecutors going to be able to prove all this? Well, certainly the first thing that the defense is going to do, in my opinion, is they're going to make a demand for something called the Bill of Particulars. And it's exactly what it sounds like. We need to know more about this case. If you notice... The indictment is silent on what these other crimes are. Remember, to bump up the misdemeanor, to elevate it to a felony, that falsification of business records had to have been done in furtherance of another crime. So the defense is certainly going to say to the judge, we don't know what that other crime is, and we can't base it upon uh, Mr. Bragg's uh, statements uh, his press conference, we need to know within the four corners of the accusatory instrument, the indictment, what the hell is these other crimes? Now, it can't be the federal election law violations because New York State does not permit a federal law to be the basis to bump up the misdemeanors to a felony. If we're going to be talking about New York State election law campaign violations, problem number one for the prosecution is there is an exemption when you have filed as a federal candidate. Now, it sounds to me, uh, Mr. Bragg made mention of the conspiracy to influence the election. Does anybody really care? Did it, would that have really influenced any voter to find out that Mr. Trump paid hush money? This is the same guy who said I could walk down Fifth Avenue and fire a gun. So his best defense to that is, listen, I didn't do this to influence the election. I did it to protect my family. Okay. So I, I hope, Andrew, that answers your question in terms of the difficulties that the prosecution has. The misdemeanors, in my opinion, are a slam dunk. Okay. I mean, there is no question that every entry in those records that makes it appear that Mr. Cohn was being paid a legal fee is like me saying, I have a full head of hair. It is a complete lie. That set in stone, he's done. The felony, that's going to be a much tougher road for the prosecution. Okay, now Randy, to your point though, do they have to prove that this materially benefited the 2016 campaign of then candidate Donald Trump? How would they even do that? They would have to show that it was done in connection with the campaign in order to influence the outcome of the election results. And let's face it, one's knee-jerk reaction, perhaps if it wasn't Trump and it was anyone else, Anyone else running for office, surely the only reason why you'd pay someone to keep their mouth shut would be because you don't want it to affect the election. The odd thing about Mr. Trump is there's so much out there, so much crazy stuff that he's done, including the video with Billy Bush. His argument may very well be, come on, guys, 
Do you really think I was concerned about influence in the election? No, I didn't want to get divorced. Okay, so I just want to go over what Bragg said today in his press conference. He said it's a felony in New York State to falsify business records with intent to defraud and to conceal uh, another crime. Doug, my question, though, to you is Trump is not appearing again until December 4th. That is in about eight months' time. Why is there such a huge, huge, expansive window of time before anything else happens in this case? Well, I'm smiling because the judge said that he wants to move the case along, and no sooner was that sentence out of the judge's mouth. And it says, we'll see everybody in December. Got you laughing so hard. You've been laughing since I walked in. TikTok. I Yeah. 
these photo streets too. So, uh, 
What hand is that? I didn't see his truck outside. Yeah, it's like working. Working, that's all. Okay, well, take a break. Come out of here, please. Boy, I popped you out this hot box a long time ago. I know when something's on your mind. What's up? Well, look, I don't want to be accusing nobody anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the other day when we was on the phone? The other day what, nigga? What? I kind of followed him this other day. And? And, look, mama, I seen that nigga nigga with some chick in his truck. And what happened? It looked a little too cozy for me. They kissed, they hugged. I don't know. You... And? Look, mama. He ain't shit. Hey. Or is it because I'm running the hottest black on the rest of my inside of Hollywood? 
So you bragging now? Just a little bit. You know what? I'm really proud of you, babe. You deserve it. All those long nights you spent in the restaurant. But that cheap ass owner, he needs to be breaking you off and making you partner if you ask me. I just got the promotion. 
I just gotta build this shit out. So we can get married. It's gonna happen soon enough, I promise. And fuck everything else.
What's the matter? What you got to be scared of? Hmm? Look, look here, woman. I don't have no time for no mind games. I just got back home from out of town. Oh, oh yeah, out of town, right? Yeah. Hmm. You saw the dope again? What? Oh, oh, maybe, maybe, you know. Maybe it's that woman that was in your truck. Wait, what? That truck was in your truck the other day. That truck? Oh, hold on now, now, now. Who's, who's going to say stuff about me, huh? Who's lying on me? You better watch your tone in my house, Agnes. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize, okay? But, look. Who's been saying stuff about me? What are they saying? Sorry. You gonna tell me you was out of town? Working? Huh? Yeah! That's what you want me to believe? You gonna tell me to my face? That you was out of town working, and you had that bitch in your car the other day? Look, 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 look. I can explain all that, okay? Hey, shit to explain. You need to get your shit and get out of my house. Why? I can explain I that to you. I done told you now. You need to get your shit. Talk to your ass and get your ass out of here. I'm on it. 
you like it, bro? I do. It's, it's beautiful. Cool, 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 cool. Can I put it on you? Sure. Sweat, girl. Sheesh. Talk about final. <laughs> 